We've been trying to get this guy forever. He's so popular. Preaches around the country and probably around the world, I'm not sure. And I want to, our young men, when Luke, Petru, and Craig went to Urshan, this is the church they attended. He's the guy that sent them back on fire and made Petru a preacher. That was a miracle, brother. God bless you. Now we've got Daniel, Rob, Joel, Kyle, and, and Jonathan Sapp, Meeks, Cameron. Cameron's not up there, though. Is he? He is? Oh. Cam Cameron's up there, too. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He's so short, you don't hardly miss him. And they're all attending this man's church, Pastor Bachelor. When I tell you that I am about to bring into this pulpit one of the finest preachers of the United Pentecostal Church, I am not exaggerating. You are going to be thankful in the spirit before it's over tonight that you made the effort on a Wednesday night to be in the house of God. He's going to be preaching for us again on Friday night. Our rock conference. And then he's going to be tearing the house down on Sunday morning right here. In this auditorium. We are going to pray people through. We are going to baptize them in the name of Jesus. And God is using Pastor Bachelor to launch our three week revival. Will you put your hands together right now and welcome the man of God in the pulpit? Come on, give him an apostolic welcome. Let's clap our hands unto Jesus one more time here tonight. Let's give him a shout of praise that we know he's worthy of tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord with you right here in West Palm Beach, Florida. We are excited to be back home. My wife and I, we started our ministry together in the Florida district. So we feel right at home. Amen. Some great things were deposited into us. And I give high honor to your pastor and his pastor's wife, brother and sister Kyle. We absolutely love them so much, even from a distance. When we were in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, I admired and had such respect for his ministry, his walk with the Lord, his global missions vision that he has. I know that this church has helped carry that burden forward that has made such an impact on my life. And I want our church that the Lord's blessed us to pastor, to continue to move forward in greater missions work all over the world so that the gospel of Jesus Christ can be preached all over so that he'll come back again quickly. Even so come, Lord Jesus. I give honor to Brother Kyle and and uh, his wonderful family, Sister Hannah, she has taken so, uh, just such wonderful care of us. We absolutely love her. And uh, just the whole Kyle family was awesome. And then Luke came to our church.
and we still love the Kyle family. And I tell you what, he made such a good impression upon us. Just every one of your kids, we give honor to you. Now, I know tonight I, there's lots of uh, things that I want I could give and acknowledgments. I see friends here tonight. Brother Danny Sapp, it is so good to see him again. I love him, and uh, he just uh, he befriended me, ministered to me, loved me, spoke into my life, and it's just a great honor to see him again here this evening. I just feel at home. Is that all right? I feel at home here tonight. I'm going to keep my shoes on, but I feel at home tonight. Amen. Now, I know we're on a schedule here, and uh, I, I'm not going to take long. I'm going I'm to be like Henry VIII said to his fourth wife. I'm not going to hold you long. So we're going to try to keep this pointed and brief. If I could just, you know, if I only said three words, but the Spirit of God said what needed to be said to make the transformation in your life in this church, I'd be all right with that. How many would be all right with that tonight? Hallelujah. Hekorobo shatai. I want to say uh, how privileged I am and grateful I am uh, that Pastor Kyle also allowed me to bring my family. I'm so blessed to have my wife with me, Brianna Bachelor, 14 years this year, and uh, one whom I am well pleased. I have found favor of the Lord. We have three beautiful children. We've got my man child, Gentry, our youngest seven. We've got our middle child, Reagan, who's the spitting image of the bachelor side. Please pray for her. And then we've got my oldest, uh, Breely, who's 12 years old, and God she's not available till she's 37 so we're just so thankful that all of us could be here with you we love you are you ready to hear the word of the lord are you ready to receive what god has to say to the church take your bibles and turn to exodus chapter 33 i want to read two verses of scripture in your hearing tonight exodus chapter 33 verse 14 and 15. I have been feeling so strongly in the Spirit, impressed by the Holy Ghost to speak to His church, and tonight will be no different on the importance and the priority of His presence. The priority of His presence. The story of our lives is a series of boxes as infants. We're placed in boxes called cradles. We drive in boxes called cars. We live in boxes called houses. We work in boxes called offices and warehouses or factories. We attend classes in boxes called schools and colleges or universities. And one day, as sobering as it may be, our mortal remains are going to be placed in a box and be buried. And we've learned a rule early on, a rule in playing games and the game of life itself. And that rule is worth remembering that when the game is over, it all goes back in the box. So tonight I want to speak about a box that Scripture reveals as the Ark of the Covenant, symbolic of the presence of God. So I want you to listen to the conversation between God and Moses as they talk about His presence in Exodus, 13, uh, Exodus 33 and verse 14. And He said, My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. And Moses said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. I want to preach for just the next few minutes about the priority of His presence. If there is anything that the apostolic church needs, it's not better gimmicks, it's not better programs, it's not even more people. It is the presence of God. If we get His presence in the house, then the house won't be able to contain the people that God will bring. 
How many want His presence in your life more than ever before? If you want it, set your Bibles down, raise your hands and lift up your voice with a mighty shout and say, Jesus, fill me tonight. Speak to me tonight. Give me an understanding of your word tonight. Come on, people of God, lift up your voice right now in the Spirit. Let the Holy Ghost have His way right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah! In expectation of what God is going to do tonight and for the rest of this week and weekend, I wonder if you would clap your hands unto the Lord one more time and give Him a shout of praise for the miracles that He's going to perform in your life and in this house tonight. Give Jesus some mighty worship. I declare to you that there will be healings in the mighty name of Jesus. People shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. They will be baptized in Jesus' name. We are going to be delivered. There is going to be a call. God is going to do it. If you believe it, somebody shout amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I love him. A group of friends... They went deer hunting. We got any deer hunters in the house tonight? We got any deer hunters? All right. I figure, brothers, I knew Brother Sapp. A group of friends went deer hunting, and they paired off in twos for the day. And that night, one of the hunters returned alone. He was staggering under a 10-point buck. And they said, well, where's Harry? Somebody asked him. And he said, well, Harry had a stroke of some kind. He's a couple miles back up along the trail. They said, you left Harry lying there, and you carried the deer back? He said, well, I, I figured no one was going to steal Harry. Life is about choices. Choices not just between the good and the bad, but between the good and the best. That's what this message is about tonight. It's about identifying the best choice that we can make. For without making this choice, nothing else matters. It doesn't matter the songs that we sing, the tempo of the song. It doesn't matter the programs that we bring, the place that we meet, how nice we dress up. Nothing else matters unless we put the priority of His presence in our life. It's interesting the story of Moses mentions two of the arcs in Scripture. The first in the life of Moses was the ark of bulrushes fashioned by Jochebed to put her baby Moses in. She pitched it within and without where it would be waterproof. She placed it among the reeds of the Nile River where Pharaoh's household came to bathe. But the second box was when God told Moses to build and furnish his house. The first piece of furniture that, that from human perspective if you will was that brazen altar in the outer court if you've ever seen a picture I think I had a slide of the outer court there you see the brazen altar you see as they entered in and they see the laver that is there for washing and then the holy place with the candlesticks you see the holy place as you walk in with the table of showbread and the altar of incense but from God's perspective in Exodus chapter 25 when he begins to talk to Moses about how to build this tabernacle he begins with the Ark of the Covenant 
Because from the human perspective, we see the outside. But God sees what's on the inside. Because none of the articles of that tabernacle would have mattered without the very presence of God that was within and upon that Ark of the Covenant. Everything that you do on the outside, it's important. But it doesn't mean a thing unless you've got the Spirit of God in the center of everything that you do. Somebody, somebody preach with me. The quicker you preach with me tonight, the quicker we'll get to the altar. But here tonight, I've come to preach just a simple message that as the apostolic church, we've got to get back to putting a priority on the presence of God. For he said, everyone that hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I'm not going to go into detail here with the specifics of the Ark of the Covenant because I feel it deserves much more time. But tonight, for this purpose, I want to just mention a few things about the Ark of the Covenant. It was constructed of solid gold. You remember that when the Israelites left Egyptian bondage, that God instructed them to go to the Egyptians and ask for donations. Donations to leave Egypt. Hey, we're getting out of your country and now we need your gold. We need your silver. Give it to us. And there was something that God put upon those Egyptians. They said, absolutely, we're ready to get you out of here. Take our gold, take our silver, whatever it takes. Get it out of here. It was that gold that was used to fashion the Ark of the Covenant. A small box of gold that had hoops built on the side where the priest could insert poles to carry the heavy piece of furniture on their shoulders. It was that gold of the Egyptians that built the Ark of the Covenant. I love to see what God can do with things in the world and turn it around for His glory. I love it. You walk into a place like this that's built on a stage for dramas and for presentations and for school meetings and yet it's been turned into a place where the Holy Ghost can fall I love to see God be able to take the spear of Goliath in his hand or the sword of Goliath and to lop the enemy's head. I love to see what God can do with what the enemy thought to do as evil, but God turns it around for good. But it only happens when God's people put a priority on his presence, when it doesn't become about the things. Thank God for your job. Thank God for your finances. Thank God for your house. Thank God for your clothes but without the spirit none of that matters anymore without the Holy Ghost none of that get your credentials get your license with the United Pentecostal Church get the call on your life get the position get that invitation to go preach and sing somewhere get that job uh, raise whatever it is but it doesn't matter unless you put a priority of the presence of God Oh God, I feel at home here tonight. I'm going to step away from my notes. This is a dangerous thing. Are these things uh, safe to step on? Oh good, I'm glad to hear that because I walk around a lot. I'm gonna, I just feel at home. Is that alright tonight? Let me just preach to you just for a little bit. What I feel in the Holy Ghost here tonight is that God is calling for His church to put a priority back on His presence. Moses said, unless your presence goes with us, then we're not leaving this place. Did you hear what Moses said? He said, unless your presence goes with 
with me. I'm staying right here. I know some people that leave God for a lot less. They leave God because of a new job. They leave God because they found a new best friend or they found a new spouse. I know people that have left God because their child walked away. They walk away. I know people that left God because they got a little extra money in their bank account. But Moses said none of that matters. None of this gold. None of this matters unless I've got your presence. I'm talking about hunger. I'm talking about desire. I'm talking about a church that's unusual. I'm talking about a church that's not ready for just the normal. But you want the supernatural. You've got to have the desire for his presence. I feel God eating me up with this everywhere that I preach. God's calling his church back to himself. He's calling us back to putting him first. He's calling us back to his spirit. We cannot do this without him. We cannot do this without him. We can't just be like every church down the street. We can't just be like our friends down. There's got to be a difference in my house. There's got to be a difference in my life. Put him first. Somebody say put him first. Come on, you may be seated just for a minute. Hang with me just for a moment. I know I only have but a short time. It was constructed of solid gold. It was the Ark of the Covenant. Over this this wonderful box that was created. It was beautiful. It was filled with man. I don't have time to go into all of it. It was filled with man. It was filled with Aaron's rod that budded. It was filled with those ten commandments. It was filled with beautiful, wonderful things I don't have time to go into. But over this was the lid of the box called the mercy seat. I thank God for the mercy Oh, I thank God for I couldn't walk into his presence unless he had shown me some mercy. I feel like David when he looked back over his shoulder and he said, surely goodness and mercy are going to follow me all the days of my life. I'm just telling you, I wouldn't be here if it had not been for the Lord. Who was, do I have anybody else in the house that would say, if it hadn't been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? I'd be lost. I'd be left I'd be destitute. I'd be broken, busted, and disgusted. But because Jesus is on my side. That's why I speak to you, mother of God. That's why I speak to you, brother and sister. Lift up your head, O ye gates, and be ye lift up ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Forget what the enemy has said about your past. Open up the scripture and remind him of his future, because the mercy of God is on your life. You ought to take about 10 seconds and thank God for His mercy that's been with you, His forgiveness, His grace that's been in your life. Lift your hands to the Lord all over this place if you would right now and cry out for more of Him. Say, I've got to have more of you. 
I've got to have more of you. Come on, this is more than a sermon. It's a message to the church tonight. God's trying to raise up some young person. God's trying to raise up some man, woman, a child. He's trying to raise up somebody that's hungry after his presence. That isn't just looking for a pastor to call you forward. It isn't just looking for some Sunday school teacher to call you forward. But he's saying, I want God for myself. I don't care if anybody else goes. I need him for myself. There is healing in this house right now. There is emotional and spiritual healing right now in this house. Some of you have tried things that you think was going to fix the problem. It's all right, Brother Kyle. Some of you have thought that it was going to fix the marriage. It was going to fix the home situation. It was going to fix your child. You've been looking at other things, thinking that this book is going to help. This person's going to help. This position, this program is going to help. Surely pastor can help. Surely the youth pastor can help. Surely this ministry leader can help. And I thank God for all of it. I'm not against any of it. But there has got to be a priority on His presence. Sometimes there's just got to be somebody who gets into the secret place. There's got to be somebody that's got to shut the door. Get alone with God like they used to sing and let him walk with you and talk with you and remind you that you're his own. There's got to be something in your heart that says God you're still number one. You're above all else. There's nobody else like you and nobody beside you. You're still the one I need and you're still the one I want. I can tell you right now that God is about to walk into your life and bring a supernatural deliverance a dimension like you've never known before but it happens when you place a priority on his presence depression is about to go in the name of Jesus fear is about to be loosed off of your life that spirit of infirmity and sickness is about to go in the name of Jesus but it comes when you get the holy back in the home Did you hear what he said? Get the holy back in the home. Get the holy back in your life. Get the presence of God back in your life. There's none other. You say, that's just a, such a simple message, Brother Aaron. That's such a simple thought, Brother Aaron. It's the word of the Lord for somebody tonight. We've overcomplicated trying to figure God out, trying to fix our situations. And he says, if you put a priority on my presence, he will bring a supernatural deliverance unlike you've never seen before. You want to clap your hands and shout yes if you believe that tonight. They put that Ark of the Covenant right in the middle of the children of Israel. They put it right there. But I'm thankful that the scripture says. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Do you not know that your bodies. Are the temples of the Holy Ghost. Who is in you. Whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You are bought with a price. Therefore honor God. With your bodies. It's not about the ark of the covenant anymore. You are the temple. Somebody say I am the temple. I don't come to church to find the presence of God. I am the church and I bring the presence of God. Is anybody hear what I'm saying here tonight? I don't come to church to get the fire. I go to the source of it all. Before I ever walked into this place, I went to the flame himself that burned in the, in the wilderness for Moses and still didn't destroy the bush. I walk into that. I bring the fire with me. I am the temple of the Holy Ghost.
I'm talking about unquenchable desire. I'm talking about something that drives you back to your knees. It drives you back to your prayer closet. That breaks through other things, other levels that you've been at. I'm talking about a prayer that intercedes when your flesh is tired and worn and weary. I'm talking about somebody who's going through the valley of the shadow of death, yet you're still holding on and you will fear no evil because he's with you. I'm preaching to somebody here tonight that God is about to break loose in your home. He's about to break loose in your world unlike anything you've ever seen. I was on my way this past week. I shared this with my staff. I was on my way to prayer and uh, to the office. And I was going to work and just get through my daily task and, and uh, with the business of the church. And as I was getting uh, into my parking space, I had a, a request that I had been praying about. And uh, I, I walked uh, out of my van up to the back steps. And uh, they call it the bat cave. I slip in and slip out right through there. And I, I went up the back way into my office. And as I went up the steps, I began to just talk to the Lord just very briefly about something that was on my heart. And I had to be very open and honest with him. I said, Lord, I'm sorry that I haven't brought this to you more often. Because I wondered why. Because I bring to him so many things. And I talk to him about so many things. But this particular issue I had not brought to him like I can and like I should. And I said, Lord, I'm so sorry I haven't brought this to you. But I know that you know. And I know it's not about my perfectness. But it's about your church. And it's about, it's about what you can do through your power. I said, Lord, here's the situation. I had about 30 seconds of that prayer as I was walking up those steps into my office getting ready to pray about some more situations and wow I was in the office there came somebody that walked by and said hey pastor I'm glad you're here I wanted to talk to you about the situation and it was the exact situation that I had just been praying about 30 seconds earlier a few minutes earlier she came walking in and she said pastor what do you think about this she had no idea that I had just been praying about that now the point of what me sharing this with you like I shared it with our staff a little while ago is not because of the quickness of it and I thank the Lord that sometimes he answers prayers quick but sometimes he doesn't sometimes he's four days late and you're wondering where God is that the point wasn't about the timing of when God answers the prayer and when he doesn't and the point wasn't even that he had provided the answer and I'm glad that he provides the answer that wasn't the point but I felt reminded by the spirit that he said son I am the architect and the creator and the designer and I've already got things in motion if you'll just put me first in every situation in every critical challenge that you're facing in your life I'll prove myself true I'll prove myself able for the word says that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that works within us God is able I said God is able I tell you that to tell you this tonight it's that while you've been shedding tears on your pillow while you've been hiding fears in your heart while you've been trembling about what comes next while you've been questioning where do I go from here God has already been working on the circumstance of your life God is already working behind the scenes he is not confined by time but God is able and oversees all and if you're putting first in your life there's going to come a supernatural flood of his presence that will bring you the power that you need to overcome if you believe it I wish you'd stand on your feet right now and give Jesus a shout of praise of faith and say Lord nothing is impossible (laughs) 
Right now he is walking into the situation of your life. I see him sending angels into your home. I see him sending angels into that school. I see him sending angels right now to those children. I see him sending angels into that situation. You have nothing to fear. He who goes before you is greater on the inside of you than he that's in the world. Jesus, remain standing with me right now. Oh, I feel his presence so strong in this place. Anything can happen right now. Lift your hands to him if you would all over this house. Anything can happen right now. Mm. Oh, Shahaya Rana Mahaya. Hey, Shatarala Mahaya. Shekarara Moto Sataya. Mm. Mm. Oh, Jesus. Hata Shataya. Hekadana Mashataya. Mm. There it is. There it is. There it is. Hatarara Boshata. Mm. some of you got to press your way some of you I said got to press your way excuse me I'm sorry I got to make my way through I know you're here I'm sorry but I got to get to Jesus hey come on I'm talking about the priority of his presence some of you got to push your way through here tonight and the Holy Ghost is moving right now in this say pardon me I'm sorry I've got to get to where Jesus is at some of you like that woman with the issue of blood God's just been waiting for you to put a priority back on his presence and back on his name saying Jesus whatever it takes I've got to have you I gotta have you I gotta have you Mm. throw that painting up the painting throw the painting In the name of Jesus. Oh God. Oh God. Mm. Hallelujah. Menzel, a great artist, was going to paint this painting called Frederick the Great. He began out. And what it was going to be was Frederick the Great, the king, standing in the midst of all of his generals. And so Menzel began to paint all of the generals around him. He began to paint all of these beautiful colors and these figures standing around him. But Menzel died before he could ever paint the king. And there's an outline in chalk of where the king should be in that painting. Menzel started out on this beautiful masterpiece, but he waited till the very end to fit the king into the painting. And because he did that, his life was cut short and was never able to finish the painting and never able to put the king in his rightful place. Some people in their life 
have spent their entire lives putting other things and people in position in their lives. They've tried to get relationships put together. They've tried to get jobs and situations and finances put together. They tried to work out situations for their children and family. They tried to put everything together, but the thing that they forgot to put right in the center of their life was the king. I'm here to tell somebody this, this, this night that you've got to put the king back in his proper place. Jesus is coming again soon and time is running short. I'm not here to preach a spirit of fear upon anybody, but there ought to be a trembling among his people to know that Jesus Christ is coming soon and time is about to wrap up and some of you need to put the king back in place in your heart and forget about everything else until the king is set up first as a priority in your life. I'm about the shouting. I'm about the dancing. I'm about as energetic as you'll see anybody except for maybe Brother Happy Hatterball here in Florida. But I'm close, but not yet near there. But I'll give it all that I've got. I'll dance. I'll swirl. I'll clap my hands. And I'll shout. But it doesn't mean a thing. None of that means a thing unless we put him back in his proper place and honor him as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Unless we lift him back up in our life. I'm telling you, God has greater things for this church. God has greater things for you. I feel it in my spirit. There is something dynamic that is going to blow up as that revival begins in this house. God is going to work the supernatural, but only if you begin to put him first. So I'm looking tonight. The Holy Ghost is looking tonight for somebody who's willing to put him first. For somebody who doesn't care what other people around you are going to do, but you've decided in your heart, Jesus, I'm putting you back in your rightful position because I've got to have you. If that you I want you to step out from the aisle where you're at right now and come down to the front of this place and come as close as you can come on come down right now come down right now we're going to pray in just a moment but if you're ready to put him first I want you to come forward to the front of this house right now come on move quickly we've only got a few minutes here tonight but the Holy Ghost is about to do a work in your life I see miracles already happening in this place right now I already see miracles happening in this place right now in the name of Jesus before God can do anything else this week with his church and God's going to do amazing things before he can pour out his spirit the way that he wants to. Young people, listen to me. There's got to be a priority on his presence. It can't be mom and dad's religion. It can't be about what grandpa believed. It can't be about what your pastor believes. It can't be about what sister pastor believes. It's got to be in your own heart. Come on, adults, you know the same thing, but some of you, if you were to be real with you, you've got some doubts in your own mind and in your own heart, and it's because you've strayed a little away from his presence, but God is calling you back tonight. By his mercy and grace, he said, I'll never leave you and I'll never forsake you. There is about to be a mighty outpouring right now and whatever needs you have that you've come with tonight, there is a miracle for you in this house. I know what I'm preaching here tonight. He is a miracle worker. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power. Shatara 
Right now, I'm not even going to build this up right now because the presence of the Lord is going to do the work. What I want you to do is I want you to hold your hands out in front of you right now. Just hold your hands out open. Turn them face upward. I want you to just hold your hands out right now. And I want you to put every need in every situation that you've got. If it's emptiness that you feel and you say, God, I don't even know what I need from you. But my hands here, Lord, I just need you. Just put whatever it is that you've been praying about. Whatever it is that you need God to answer. Whatever it is that you've been desiring from him I want you to place it in those hands right now and on the count of three I want you to lift it up as high as you can to him and then I want you to bring watch me now I want you to bring his presence down and whenever you do that there is about to come a release of fire into your spirit that is going to break off every yoke in the name of Jesus are you ready put it into your hands right now come on put it in your hands right now on the count of three I want you to lift them as high as you can in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ Father we lift every need every burden every care every worry every fret every burden to you right now in the name of Jesus one two three lift it up as high as you can to him lift it up as high as you can to him lift it up say God I give it all to you and now in the name of Jesus bring down his presence back into your life pull it down with your praise pull it down with your hunger pull it down with your spirit say baptize me with Holy Ghost and fire There it is. Bring it down. I bring you back down into my life, into my world, into my heart. I lift up my cares to you, but I pull down your glory in the name. Shut up. That's it, Mama. So be it unto you in the name of Jesus Christ. So be it unto you right now. The peace of God be it unto you right now. The mercy of God be it unto you right now. The call and the ministry that God has for your life. He's going to put a fresh anointing. He's going to put a fresh fire. There is a spirit of intercession right now. Those of you that have been, know, you know the deep places of God. You have been praying and interceding, but you've been asking God for more. He's going to take you into the deeper places. of His Spirit. He's going to take you into the deeper places of His Spirit. Come on, we got a few minutes left right now. I want you right now to lay your hand on a brother with brother, sister with sister, a spouse with a spouse. I want you to just reach over and pray for your brother or sister. It's going to come an electric fire of the Holy Ghost that's moving through this house, even now through the body of Christ. In the name of Jesus, we release signs and wonders and miracles. In Jesus' name, we put the King back where he belongs we put the king back in his place we put him back and enthrone him on the throne of our hearts in the name yes 
Come on, there it is. There it is. Let the glory of God fall on your life right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, lift up your voice like a trumpet. Pray in the Holy Ghost now. Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Restore the joy. Restore the peace. Renew the hope. Baptize afresh in the name that's above every name. The name of Jesus. There it is. Hashataya. There it is. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word. Ah, Lord prepared us for this tonight. I believe this is just the beginning. It's launching us. I'm telling you, in the next three weeks, we'll give God our best. He's going to change this church more into His image. His image. Pastor Bachelor, thank you for that word. Praise God. Amen. I encourage you to be with us Friday night, 7 o'clock, right here. Let's come and pray. Help pray some young people through. But listen, with that kind of preaching, you can come pray through yourself too. See you Friday night, 7 o'clock. You're the best.